So as an avid gooner, I'm thinking that the porn industry is getting a little stale recently. Uh, we've had decades of like porn parodies of films, TV shows, all that shit. But now, I think to mix things up with the rise of VR technology, we mm-hmm. got to go back to porn game parodies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Atari, they had like Custer's Last Stand and all that shit. So what I think, porn parody games. Uh, a good one to start with, you know, Qbert, Pubert. <laughs> There could just be an alternate version of Facebook Meta where it's just, yeah. well, just Pornhub Meta. We're, well, we're, we're going to be getting to that. We're going to, oh, that audio. But uh, we're, we're going to be getting to that. I, and I, I can't wait. But again, that's the new frontier. This is some Star Trek shit. This is the new frontier. So I think we got to get in on the ground fucking level. All this amateur shit that's the mm-hmm. fad right now, no, nah, it's going to be over. We need some devoted, horny game designers to come back in, just like in the early 2000s with fucking Laura Croft and her pointy ass titties. Bring them back. Mm-hmm. Get all those, hire them all back now that they're in their 40s. And uh, Pubert, start with Pubert. This or, is where it begins. Or specifically, just make a VR of Quark's uh, holodeck programs from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you go to VR chat, you're going to see that. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is Casuals. Uh, my little uh, cavalcade of guests is continuing because Kenny is still somewhere lost in the desert. But uh, with me today is the lovely. Jenna Kazmar. Hi. Jenna, tell us a little something about yourself. How do you know me? How do we know each other? Uh, well, we're two dumb fucks who uh, think that the other person's really cute, so... We thought it was a good idea to start dating. Yeah, and, uh, and very soon live together. I'm, I'm excited for that. Holy fuck, You're gonna yeah. have to put up with this 24-7. <laughs> put up with? Fuck. <laughs> you ready for that? Oh, um, I'm absolutely ready for that. So, uh, before we actually, like, start talking about things that you guys uh, want to listen to, um... This is uh, more laid back. Uh, think think like uh, Visitations, the Elijah Wood podcast uh, from Spectre Vision, uh, where he go- it goes to these directors' houses and like speaks to them like on their own turf. Uh, I'm recording this at Jenna's place right now. Uh, not for long. But um, <laughs> I'm recording this at Jenna's place, so the audio might be a little funky. And we're actually sitting at the dinner table about to eat. Uh, so this is also going to be like, this is kind of got a double as like an ASMR kind of deal. Oh yeah, and I got that mac and cheese. So you're going to get that good like WAP vibe going on. So. <laughs> Can't wait. Got that good wet ass pussy sound. So, and uh, we have uh, the gluten free mac and cheese that Jenna's eating. And on my end, I have, this is actually really exciting. You can see this in the uh, thumbnail if you're on Instagram. Uh, this is uh, D. Uh, Daybach is the company, I guess. Uh, Jenna got me this super spicy ghost pepper chicken ramen, and uh, I, I thought it'd be a lot of fun. The I what? believe it's Korean. If Korean? I'm, if I'm looking at the characters right, I believe it's Korean. I'm racist, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, there's no artificial coloring in it, so they got one thing on the Japanese. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, this is apparently really fucking hot. Uh, it's ghost pepper, it's got like a million Scoville. I, I'm no slouch when it comes to heat. I'm a big fan of that shit. So I'm going to be eating that kind of throughout as we talk, and um, maybe we'll see what happens. I also have a, a little glass of uh, Goldschlager here with me to get me through the night. And for reference, these ghost pepper uh, noodles say daring, flaming, spicy, and madness on there. And apparently, uh, there's a hashtag can or not challenge. So maybe you should... Can or not challenge. Can, or, can you, can or can not you to tolerate the ghost pepper? Eat it, survive it, announce it. Well, we're going to do it live on the show, folks. And by live, I mean this is going to come out in a week from now. So, But um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to be doing that throughout. But uh, before we get into that... Uh, Jenna and I, 
<clears throat> have a couple things that we want to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk about a little bit of like newsy stuff first, um, just like first and foremost. Uh, the eShop is closing on the Wii U and the DS. Uh, I don't have the actual dates in front of me because I'm a loser, but uh, there's going to be a date where you can't pay credit card, uh, per you can't do credit card purchases anymore. Then you won't be able to do uh, the Nintendo eShop card purchases anymore. And then after that, the last bout is going to be uh, disconnecting from your Nintendo account in general. So if you have a 3DS, if you have a Wii U especially, um, fucking get on that shit. Uh, we can probably talk about some good games on there to pick up. But uh, definitely get on that because Nintendo's really going down this dark route of taking away freedoms of their fan base, people that want to play their games that they're not making available anywhere else. So they're just pushing everybody to, to torrenting and, and illegally downloading because they want to go to this subscription-based drip feed service that they want. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking cringe. Uh, not going to lie there. So <laughs> that sucks. And to kind of pile onto that, uh, there was a news story recently. Uh, this guy, who last name ironically is Bowser, um, <laughs> he was a part of this emulation group uh, that would you know tor help to torrent games and like post them online and shit. Nintendo fined this guy like over a million dollars recently. Oh my god! They brought him. They brought this one guy to court, who lives in like a two by four apartment, <laughs> like smaller than mine now. It's smaller than a porta potty. <laughs> and they brought him to court, and they're fining him millions of dollars uh, for helping people play the games they refuse to release and yeah. preserving video game history. Oh my god, Nintendo! Yeah, it's a real cry and shame. But um, that being said, though, if you do. Uh, want to feed the beast and get some really good titles i definitely think you should get stuff that's physical first and mm -hmm. if you can't find it physical or for a good price uh maybe hold out for a little bit until there's a sale but there are some games on there that you should definitely pick up i mean metal gear solid 3d uh snake eater that's fucking awesome pick that up if you can you have all those pokemon games on there that aren't on the switch you have Kid Icarus Uprising, which we will never fucking see again. That game can only exist on the 3DS. <laughs> um, and then just a bunch of, like, Atlas games, Shimagami Tensei. Um, we have a bunch of Dragon Quest games on there, too, that aren't going to be available anywhere else. It's a cry and shame. I don't like it. Uh, I don't think anybody that's a fan of Nintendo likes it. It's hard to be a fan of Nintendos right now. But um, are there any games on the 3DS that you played or like any like DSiWare games anything on there that you might want to recommend as I take my first bite of this ramen well uh I never had a DSi as oh, I'm watching you as I'm watching you DSi. scoop this into your mouth I need to know what this first reaction is I don't know if y'all can hear that I'll get closer <laughs> headphone users there you go um, so anyway, I never had a DSi, but I did end up having a 2DS, which was obviously, uh, played the same games as, yeah. uh, 3DS, but, uh, I really loved the, uh, Legend of Zelda remakes, the, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D games, uh, they, I feel like they really did the original games a, it did them justice, in my mm -hmm. opinion, um, I feel like using the system of the 3DS for aiming, especially, and the gyroscope motion controls, uh, I really feel like that brought something extra to what was already really good games, you know, really enjoyable games. And plus, with the upgraded graphics, you get, can't totally go wrong. Now, have you played those um, originally on, like, the N64? How are the emulations for those? So, I... Funnily enough, I actually did play a little bit of Ocarina of Time 
no, I'm sorry. I played the full full Ocarina of Time game uh, on the N64, and then uh, I actually tried to play Majora's Mask on the Wii Shop version. So, ooh. <clears throat> ooh, your face is getting a bit red. Was that hot? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I never actually got to play both of them, but from honestly, from my experience playing Ocarina of Time on the original ser- on the original uh, platform, my bad, uh, and then <laughs> and then pl- I'm watching you as you get some water. Uh, sorry, it's distracting me. Um, I really found that the 3DS games really, really, really did the original games a lot of justice. I mean, they fixed a lot of things I feel like were not super successful, but I feel like with any upgrade or remake or remaster, I think that's specifically the wording is remaster. Yeah. Um, they do, uh, I do tend to notice like the trend of it simplifying down a little bit, but I do think they changed some things from the original game. So it's, it's like a give or take. Yeah, I know some people said like the the water temples or something were different, but yeah, they did fix the water temple. I think they technically made it a little bit easier, like they gave it more direction instead of getting so lost all the time. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I thought those were those are really worth investing in if you ever get the chance. Um, other 3DS games, though, I don't really think I got into many others, so I can't really say. I was not somebody that expanded outside my comfort zone with many games. That's fair. Um, yeah, aside from that, definitely just go through the eShop. There's a shit ton of shovelware on there right now, which is a real shame. Oh my god. I busted out the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's, uh, it deser- it's deserving of the name. <laughs> yeah, give me like Like you survived the challenge. I did, I'm still alive. Your but, face um, is red, though. Oh, yeah. That's for you, ladies at home. <laughs> ladies and babies. Yeah. Right. Okay, we're good. That's fine. More food. All, All right. right, moving on. Shovel mm-hmm. an ice cream in your face. We're going. We're going. <laughs> we're good. We got this. I'm a pro. I'm an expert. Um, yeah, so sift through the eShop. See what looks good. Um, I would wait until the 11th hour, though, uh, just in case there's a last-minute sale. Uh, because who knows, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I want to talk to you about a little, uh, little something called the early game. The early game. Yeah. So recently we were playing Wind Waker, mm-hmm. specifically on the uh, GameCube, mm-hmm. the worst version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I was complaining about the early game. Mm-hmm. Is it a necessary evil? Because... You gotta teach people the ropes. Mm-hmm. You gotta show them the fundamentals of the game. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be fucking boring? Yeah, I've <laughs> heard a lot of cases where it either really adds to the game or really takes away. Yeah. Or it just does nothing for the game at all. Like, it, that can be really what turns a lot of people away from playing certain games, which it's, from what you told me, it certainly nearly seemed to be the case like that with Wind Waker. Yeah, no, I, I fucking hated the early game. And that's a that's a real Zelda struggle um, before Breath of the Wild, really. Um, maybe not so much with the top-down 2D games, but uh, specifically uh, Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has I, I couldn't get past it. It was... Yeah. I have a level. <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a barrier. Like, there's a, there's a threshold, mm-hmm. and um, I, I couldn't 
I played it for a couple hours. Nothing. I didn't get a fucking sword. Come on. Yeah, I remember when I actually played Twilight Princess the first time, I rented it from Blockbuster at the time. Hey, oh, wasted remember that? Weekend. What a wasted <laughs> weekend. Oh my god, I'm so, I feel so bad for it. And I, was, I tur- put this game in, and I think this was literally the first Zelda game I had ever picked up, right? I'm like, ooh, Legend of Zelda, there's so many options. Which one do I choose? Over Wind Waker, right? Yeah. And so I get this game home, it's on the Wii, I pop it in. And I'm playing this game. It's boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Boring as fuck. And I cannot keep myself invested. I'm like, what? What are people on about with these games? Yeah. Then I put it down, and then never tried another Zelda game for like a year. And then I finally picked up Wind Waker, <laughs> and I understood what the hype was about. But I also absolutely see where you're coming from with the early game for that. It is yeah. very slow watching it again as an adult. Yeah, and those the the controls do oh, no yeah. fucking service to you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, I'm joking. Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> Isn't that yogurt technically? Um, I'm eating uh this is kind frozen. Uh, it says a uh, creamy frozen dessert. I don't think there's actually any dairy in this. Um, almonds and strawberry pieces. I mean, it's cold. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, as I look like a gargoyle. But, um, yeah, the controls, oh my god, so bad. I mean, I, I ended up getting used to it. The camera is a fucking hurdle. Oh, yeah, I agree but, with that. And that just makes me glad that we live in an age now where accessibility is such a big component of games. Mm-hmm. To the point where there are awards given for accessibility in video games. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us 2, when we get to that eventually, um, you're going to see, like, the accessibility in that game, all the options, nuts. How do you mean accessibility? Well, I don't want to necessarily spoil anything, but there's options for if you're hard of hearing, if you can't see certain colors, cool. um, if you can't uh, hold a controller a certain way. That's so neat. And yeah, it's it, it's really fucking cool. It'll have like audio descriptions of certain things. So cool. Granted, I mean, look, if you're blind, I don't think that's your media. I think you should Probably. stick to audiobooks and music. <laughs> like podcasts like this yeah um this actually this show is specifically for blind people because they don't have to look at me my mom you know my mom always said i have a voice for television and a face for radio but anyway um <clears throat> i disagree but... as, I, as i gag on my own uh snot buildup but um i don't forget what i was even fucking talking about we were talking about wind waker and the camera yeah. and uh, oh yeah so accessibility so accessibility, yeah. that's why i think having you know, we live in an era now where all of these games are getting like HD remakes, remasters. At first, I'm thinking to myself, "What's like, why, like, what's the point? Just bring the original game." And then I play something like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" It's fine. Well, now now the dairy is getting to me, oh, but um, god. I'm getting I'm getting double fucked. I'm getting Eiffel Towered by two food <laughs> groups that negatively affect me. Not a podcast conducive. No, it's fine. It, it's okay. We only have another forty five minutes. But um, <laughs> so uh. Anyway, playing something like Wind Waker uh, was a real eye-opener to the necessity of HD remakes, remasters, uh, all that kind of shit. Especially, like, nice, like, ground-up ones, like the HD 2D games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that Dragon Quest Three HD 2D that I keep talking about on the show. I think I mention it in every episode. <laughs> but, um, so, I, it's, it's definitely necessary. There is an importance to preserving the original versions of games, but... My God, the entire time I'm playing that on the GameCube, I just, 
I just wish I was holding the Wii U gamepad, and no yeah. one's ever said those words. <laughs> no one's ever said that before in the history of the world. No one's ever said, I want to hold a Wii U gamepad. Um, but, but I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, compared to the Wii U version, it definitely didn't age well. No. Um, oof, God. And not even to mention later on when you have to do the Triforce charts. That's what I'm doing now. <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm with the little seed guy uh, at the, the one temple, the sage temple. Oh, um, Makar, I believe his name is. He's yeah, Makar. <laughs> Makar. He's a good boy. Um, Jenna. Yes. We were playing a game together. Uh, we haven't finished it yet because apparently it's really long. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, we were playing uh, It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. How do you like that so far? I really enjoy it. Yeah. I have a lot of things to say about this game. It's yeah. just... But as a baseline, it's just genuinely enjoyable. Yeah. It's a very fun game. Mm-hmm. Which, when was the last time I said that? And it's clever. Yes, it's that's, very clever. That's the best part to me. Because for, for me, I'm coming from a fine art education background of mm-hmm. looking at composition. And um, I have a, a mild curiosity in like game and level design and like environments mm-hmm. and uh, concept and car- cartoon, sorry, not cartoon, uh, character design specifically and uh playing through this game it is very obvious that the designers of the game were very devoted to like all of the little details and actually encouraging people to look at every corner because it feels like they fleshed out every thread of possibility they could have done with the world it's like you're at a carnival Yes, there's, there's always more to see. There's always another ride. There's mm-hmm. always another attraction. There's always another sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through this game, um, I don't really want to talk too much about the story because yeah. we haven't beaten the game yet. Yeah. But as far as gameplay and just, again, the world, the environments, uh, a lot of the mechanics, it's always throwing curveballs at you. Mm-hmm. Every chapter has a new mechanic that you got to play around with. Yeah. That's And that's outside of the core platforming mechanics that's baked into the game. Mm-hmm. So... You got your running, your jumping, your platforming. But uh, each chapter, you have a different kind of weapon or tool or utility mm-hmm. that plays with the other uh, the other player's uh, weapon or tool or utility. Mm-hmm. So there are times, where, for the most part of the game, you're, you're, you have to build off of each other's uh, strengths. Mm-hmm. And it really makes you think outside the box with a couple situations. And they use the whole fucking buffalo with yeah. this game. Like the again, like you were saying with the environments. Okay, we're in a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's squirrels. There's bees. What can we do with this? Mm-hmm. And then you just see the environments they build of this like this magical realism, this like fantasy world that comes with just a simple idea. Yeah. And then you go to okay, you're in your daughter's room, mm-hmm. and you see all these toys, these pillow forts, these games that that she's playing. Uh, these little like Lego like worlds and this mm-hmm. train. When we got to that kingdom, mm-hmm. and there's just this little open world section every now and again where you can kind of explore and you can fuck around with some of the NPCs and you can play little mini games and like little like nooks and crannies and we're just running around like we spent the whole night just like running around that yeah. that one corner of the game yeah and uh, I remember we progressed that whole night <laughs> the one section had like a little uh, toy train that would mm-hmm. go through it and you could hop on the train and you could toot the whistle and what I really love is it keeps it fresh. It keeps you wanting to f- collaborate more. Yeah. Like I was going to tell you earlier as you were explaining it, it it's truly a p- 
perfect collaborative game. Oh yeah, it, it's an ideal two-player game. Yes, it like, is. No one, no one person is more important than the other. Exactly. You have to be equals. Yet you're on an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. I to to say it's a one-player, two-player game will do it a disservice. There's no yeah. second player. There's yeah. just the players. Yeah, it it has to be that way, and it, it's done so well. Yeah. I and going back to the world specifically, and the amount of detail, and just. Cleverness. Cleverness is the best word yep. to describe it. Yep. You know, um, just how well the uh, levels and the different environments within the levels, because oftentimes you're exploring a different themed world every level. And it's just really neat how they tied in the world so, this fantasy world, by the way, this oh, fantasy yeah. world. You're that, playing as toys. Yeah, as toys. With you know squirrels who wear army yeah. helmets and they're they're, they're fighting a war against the wasps. It's so great. But it, the fact that the story and the connections between the characters and the lore has been so well integrated into these little details that they incorporate throughout each level. Like you'll often find uh, you mentioned a tree. You know, there's squirrels living in the tree and in these little caverns of theirs they have pictures of the family and it's interesting to see the, the stuff they stole from the house yeah <laughs> all the stuff they stole from the house that's where my shit went yeah exactly and it, it's just so interesting to me how they use the world to tell the stories of the backgrounds of these characters that yeah. you're playing as and i don't want to spoil too much for the story but specifically it works great it's really great it makes a game with one technically this story takes place in one place it's this mm -hmm. house it's this family's home you don't go to a big city you don't go you know flying off to space you don't go under the ocean but it all realistically takes place in this one home mm -hmm. but they get the most out of that so you never it never feels boring mm -hmm. when you play a game like let's say you're playing an rpg you progress not because you're excited at the new mechanics the next level is going to bring you get excited about the story and the plot and building your character for a game like this, you have no idea what you're going to be facing in the next level. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea where the story's going to take you. You have mm -hmm. no idea what kind of mechanics and, and, and mm -hmm. things you're going to be using. Mm -hmm. uh, using and even abusing, because you can use that to fuck with the other player, too. Yeah, it's so much and fun. Then there's, like, inconsequential fun shit that they just sprinkle around. Yeah. Like, again, going back to that tree, um, I feel like we're really harping on that tree, but it's great. It was great a level. really great level! Also, yeah. it had mushrooms. And it also had a, a shit ton of mushrooms, and we love those. <laughs> but um, when you're you're climbing this big tree, and there's, like, tire swings, and there's this and that, but then you see, like, a little paper airplane. Mm -hmm. And you can take that airplane and throw it somewhere. So there's no reward that you get for throwing this airplane. Mm -hmm. The only the, the reward is throwing the airplane. It's interactive. Yeah. So, it encourages that. And, and when you see, you know, when, when you're holding this airplane, uh, the layout in front of you, you see your house. And so when you look at your house, you see this little window that's open that leads into your daughter's room. Naturally, your brain wants to try to throw it into that window. And, and you can't do it, mm -hmm. but you're kind of giving yourself your own little challenge within this game mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily give you XP or a power-up or yeah. a special bonus or an achievement. You have as much fun as if you were getting those things. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a real fucking triumph, and I, I, I gotta say, it's well deserving mm -hmm. of Game of the Year, the Game Awards this yeah. year. Oh my god, and it's I agree yeah. absolutely, and it's it's also just funny. It's, oh, it's, it's very entertaining. Fun. It's just truly entertaining. Yeah, 
And there there are some moments, and the story does take some real serious turns. Yeah. It doesn't shy away from being a more mature story, even though it's something anyone can enjoy. Oh, yeah. It's uh, got I, some deep stuff. Yeah. I mean, just from how much we've played. Yeah. I, I, I think this game works better if you're playing it with a significant other. Mm-hmm. Uh, boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, partner. Um, playing it with friends, brother and sister, you're still going to have fun. Uh, but it's, it's about relationships, so that's mm-hmm. really the key that you get from that. But, um, yeah, there are some turns in this game where you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's, it's intentional. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's intentionally uncomfortable, and it kind of teaches you, along with the characters, sort of lessons mm-hmm. about relationships and the reactions to them and the effects that they have on others. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I got to say, if you're listening to this and you, and you want to play a fun two-player game, uh, with it. anyone yeah no matter how old you are there's no limit to this game fucking check it out yeah get it yeah. it is worth every penny and i can't even imagine how good it looks on the ps5 and we're playing it on ps4 which makes my yeah. freaking fan sound like a jet engine oh yeah no you're, you're fucking ps4 struggling but even then it's not like the most impressive thing is like wow look at these realistic graphics yeah. they're just fun they're Everything's fun, just cartoony, so fun. like vibrant. Yes. And um, it, it, yeah, it never stops throwing something great at you. So yeah, good on them. Super fucking jazz for that. Uh, but more importantly, what are you excited to play next? Are there any oh. games coming out that you're really hyped for? Because I have like a little list of things I'm looking forward to. Um, but I think I know like one game that came out a couple days ago that that you've been having your uh, your eyes on. Oh, I am a big slut for Horizon. Yeah. I need my Queen Aloy. Uh, I am also a dumb fuck, and I thought Horizon came out later this year. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching all these trailers coming out and all these like demos and gameplays. I'm like, it's it's looking pretty good. It's, it's probably set to release in a few months. I'm gonna pre-order it in like June or whatever when it comes before it comes out. Find out. Oh, it comes out no. today. Okay. You know what's funny? At the end of those trailers. They show the release date. <laughs> I, I wasn't watching through it all the way to the end. I was just watching like most of the beginning of it. And you were just looking at the thumbnail and you were getting yourself excited. Exactly, you getting, that's you it. You were getting fucking wide on just seeing a picture of Aloy <laughs> and you didn't think to click it. Yeah, they had a trailer at the Game Awards when we watched yeah, it. And, yeah, uh, that, that, was a good, uh, that was a good trailer. That was just me sitting on the floor just staring intently at the screen <laughs> mouth agape just completely oh um, yes yeah. you post it on instagram it's um, freaking hilarious uh yeah no i'm really i'm really excited to watch you play it yeah um i heard that they improved just about everything mm-hmm. uh with the last game i started playing a little bit of the last game i didn't get all that much all that far into it but it's one of those open world games where if you just want to experience the story, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a great time because you're not going to get the experience that you need to build your character by the time you get to some of the bosses. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be underpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody that really likes that. And when it comes to open world games, especially something like this, it's a more pimple popper kind of map where you have a lot of the same things that you have to do multiple times. So it's like, oh, hey, here, climb this tower, Assassin's Creed, climb this tower, do this thing, escort this. And there's like four or five different things and it's just repeated. Mm -hmm. Um, Those kind of open world games don't really do much for me when I just want to play the main story. Um, And it kind of holds me back from enjoying the main story because then by the time I get to a boss, well, I'm shit out of luck. I got to go back and grind. Mm -hmm. So... I, I was kind of turned off by that. I'm real interested with the story, and you gave me the whole breakdown, so I'm all set for the next <laughs> game. 
So um, I'm definitely excited to watch you play the next one. They said that all the gameplay, everything, the combat's definitely all improved. Visually, it looks great. It looks dense. Mm-hmm. It looks lived in. And, oh, I love that. Oh, the sexy. facial animations are better. Are thank better. God. They're not like AI generated. Oh. Um, so I'm really excited to see some actual emotion out of these characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, real real exciting stuff. Uh, once we once we settle in the new place, I definitely want to like chill out and watch you play that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the housewarming gift to myself. Is yeah. is that game? I've been planning on that ever since I learned it came out the other day. <laughs> oh god, Aloy, Aloy looks so good, and yeah. oh god, I just I love her. She's my queen. I must play her again. I just cannot wait. I really hope it doesn't wreck my PS4. I I think it'll be fine. I mean. <laughs> You might want to, like, put headphones on while you play it. Oh, absolutely. And, like, set up a couple fans and open a window. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, play it with the freezer door open. Yeah, just uh, set up, like, four <laughs> air conditioner units and all the windows around. Yeah, yeah just, yeah, like, then you'll be create a blizzard. You'll be absolutely fine. The power's going to go out a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but aside from that, I know a couple other games that we were talking about. Um, the Immortal, which is that... Uh, that uh, first-person sci-fi adventure game. Oh, like the retro futurism one. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's it's very tactile and clicky. We talked about this on a previous episode once it was announced, um, but that looks fucking cool because it's not a it's uh well for, before I get into that um it's from some people that left CD Projekt Red, uh who did The Witcher and they did um Cyberpunk which is still in a state of decay, but um <laughs> th- this I, I really hope they bring some of the world building that. CD Projekt Red's uh, familiar with uh, over to this game because it just seems like what happened if we explored the universe during the 70s. Like, this very tactile, clicky, analog, every, there's no digital, there's no screens, it's all just like bleep bloops and numbers and buttons. Like Star Trek original series. Yes. Oh, the good shit. Yes, like, like some good old shit. I love that. I love like real deep sci-fi there's going to be a lot of like warring factions and there's going to be a lot of like human drama along Mm. with that visually it looks fantastic i love the looks of the robots in that you see a couple of them in that trailer Mm -hmm. um definitely gotta keep my eye on that we should be getting some more news soon uh i'm worried that it might not come out this year uh just because a lot of games have been getting delayed but then again, I am a-okay with a delay. Yeah, at this point, the good. way the game industry is, they're forcing all these games to go out before they're ready. Yeah. I'd rather a game developer take their time yep. and make a good product that actually will end up continuing to make them money in the long run. Yeah, uh, I'd ra- yeah, I'd rather wait. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of studios are seeing that. I mean, Gorilla, who does uh, Horizon, mm-hmm. they just said that they, they uh, recently... Uh, put out an article saying that the reason why they delayed the game uh, as far as they did was to avoid crunch because yeah, not good. only not only do fans want a good complete game mm-hmm. i don't want the people making that game to be working 15 hour days seven days a week yeah, and, and sleeping under their desks yeah no, sacrificing their physical and mental health for for a game is not worth it no. ever no, so I'm glad that uh, a lot of companies now are given some breathing room. Ladies and gentlemen, Ellie has entered the building. Ellie is Jenna's cat, so get ready for Jenna to not say a word that has nothing to do with Ellie for the next 25 minutes, or at least until Ellie gets bored and leaves. Uh, and you might hear her bell <laughs> tinkling around, but... Uh, that it, means she's mobile. That means she's mobile. <laughs> she, she's on the prowl. Um, 
Yeah, so definitely excited for the Immortal. Uh, I give it all the time it needs. Please don't rush. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> we want good. Yes, Take your. We want good games. And speaking of good games, Jenna, I know you're a big fan of The Wolf Among Us. Oh, I really enjoyed The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. I only played the first episode. I do want to play it. Uh, I got to see if it's on the Switch, but mm. uh, I do definitely want to play the full game because I love Fables. Yeah. Uh, great comic series. I've wanted to read that comic series for a while. After I got the I... first volume. Hit me up after Saga. I'll get you. <laughs> oh, I really want to get through Saga. In three, anyway, in three years when you're done with Saga, <laughs> let me know. Um, but uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, The Wolf Among Us. I originally watched a playthrough of it because yeah. I am absolutely terrible with reaction games. Yeah. Like uh, those kind of button controls are not coordinated enough. So. I think that's the perfect game to watch a playthrough of because it's so yeah. like decision-based and story-driven. Because mm-hmm. yep. like, no two playthrough would ever really feel the same. Exactly. You can kind of see different angles. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing that I really appreciated the most and what was what originally drew me to the game, aside from the graphics style that they used that was very unique. Yeah, very comic booky and cel-shaded. Telltale's yeah. great at that. Ooh, and seeing the cosplayers that would do that cel-shading. Yeah, with the face. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was really big into the cosplay scene for many years. I did a lot of cosplay competitions and, my God. Anyway, let's not get onto that. We'll get eventually. <laughs> That's a whole other we'll podcast. We'll get back to that eventually. But, um, Basically, I appreciated the fact that your actions had consequences. Your actions had impact. That's a concept that really drew me to to, uh, Bioshock Infinite before it didn't end up being what they wanted it to be. But specifically Wolf Among Us, like, you have multiple ways of responding to a single incident. Yeah. So, you know, you could take the hostile aggressive route, or if you don't time it right, or get to the girl before someone else does, I don't know, uh, it could literally leave an impact that branches off in many different directions. Now, it's not necessarily that they always change the game in the decisions you make, but, you know, somebody might remember that for later, or, uh, you know, that might come back to bite you in the ass when you're getting judged by somebody you need to convince or whatever it might be now i I don't know if you know this off the top of your head or how much experience you have with it but i know a lot of games like that that claim they have all these different decisions these branching paths usually just end up going in the same direction Mm -hmm. is that the case because that happened with cyberpunk where you have these three different narratives you could jump in on but they Mm -hmm. all drop you in the same place after the, the intro mm-hmm. is that the same with wolf among us as somebody who hasn't finished it like is it one of those things where it's like oh all the decisions you make are kind of negligible it just maybe you get a different character with you by the end of the game but at the end of it all it's pretty much the same well uh first of all spoilers just in case anybody wants to play the game spoilers. uh so what i found is the wolf among us is going to follow the same plot no matter what you're going to follow the same main plot points you're going to get to the same end goal essentially it's going to take you to the same place however uh it literally impacts i guess the ending if you want to say like who lives who dies yeah. like so what more what... so characters than story sometimes we're in spoilers i'm trying to i'm I'm blanking on examples because it's been a few years since i played it however uh it kind of 
I don't even want to say it's kind of like Life is Strange, but I also don't want to talk too much about that because I only played it once and didn't like it. Nah, so, not a lot of people do. <laughs> I, I knew <laughs> a lot of people that did. Those remasters look like shit. Go look up some, look up oh, some comparison pictures for those remasters. I played it on my shitty-ass PC. I barely had a good time. Regardless, you're still going to get to the same ending, but in the last uh, events of the game, or the overall game, multiple episodes, uh... You basically, you as, uh, what was his name? Big B. Big B, thank you. Big Bad Wolf. Um, I found that, you know, if you made alliances here or there, if you helped this person or that person, these people would come together and basically act like a jury to kind of decide whether or not you are to be believed or the mm. other person that, that is the big bad is to be believed. Like, hey, Big B, you beat me up in the alley the other day instead of helping me and listening to me. That's not an actual example. But Interesting. then okay. they're like, I don't exactly trust you. I don't have any reason to believe you. You know, you did this to that person. And then, but if you do good deeds, if you help people, if you actually like extend some compassion... There are the people who are like, hey, but you helped me out. I'm I'm with you, man. Like I believe you. So you're kind of building up your own jury of peers throughout exactly. the game. Yeah. In a way. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. It um, literally impacts uh, you know, some characters that live or die, whether it, it kind of impacts like the paths of these characters. Do they end up having their good endings or do they end up having worse endings? Do are they worse off? Now, hmm. I also could be misremembering that, but I believe that's the case. It's been a few years. I mean, we're also no authority on it. Yeah. We're, we're fucking talking. It was so. an experience. If you're getting if you're getting all your knowledge of this game from this show, I, go read a book. Seriously though. Touch even grass. just even just watch a movie compilation of it on YouTube. Yeah. That's a worthy watching of The yeah. Wolf Among Us. It's more fun to make those decisions on your own though because you're timed. Like you might only yeah. have like three seconds to make a split decision and maybe you make the wrong one maybe you didn't read it well enough and you oh no your hand slips and you're fucked exactly or yeah. like um it, it's it's really great just go play it <laughs> yeah. I, i'm gonna I, I don't i don't think it's on the switch but i, I do want to play that it's always on sale on the ps4 it's worth it and it's like three dollars for the entirety of it yeah so get I, like, it why don't i have that by now mm -hmm. um yeah i'm gonna look into that and then get to it especially before the second game they had a cinematic trailer for the second game. There's no gameplay it. in it, mm -hmm. but it's got it's got a Proto Man song in it. Yeah, it's got a real. Yeah, it's got Proto Man. I sent you the. the oh my god, I forgot. Did it? I did. I did see it. I yeah, just it's completely got Light Up the forgot. Night by Proto Man. It's fucking awesome. Yes, I do remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that trailer, and you're you're fighting the uh, what the Tin Man and the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. It's got a real good energy to it, and. I'm a big, like, I, I know I always say no game, no hype, but, <laughs> I, and I always say that, and then I always go back on it, but I'm going to do that again. Um, I, I'm generally excited, um, especially since Telltale's kind of sort of back, uh, which mm -hmm. is fun, and that being said, we have another Telltale game that I'm very excited for. I know you are as well. Yes. It's uh, the unfortunately named Star Trek Resurgence. Yes. I fucking hate that name. It's not a great name. But the game looks good for somebody who's a Star Trek fan. Yeah, if so. you're not a Star Trek fan, I can see why you might think it's a little dull, but it's I don't want a big fucking explosive shoot shoot bang bang action game. I want yeah. a nice investigative 
story-driven, like, this is perfect for a Telltale yeah. game, it's Star Trek. Yeah, I want to be on the Enterprise. Yeah. I want to be living these episodes of Next Gen, you know? Yep. They weren't all about the action, it was about the shenanigans that yeah, would happen. the characters, the story, the ideas, the, the, the concepts. Yeah. And I, I really hope this game pulls that off. Um, so what I gather from this game, I forget if I talked about this uh, in another episode, Yikes. but um, sorry, I just blew that into your fucking nostrils. I, saw, I saw the green smoke lift into your nose and out your ears. Um, but uh, so with this game, um, it takes place uh, after the Dominion Wars, right? And uh, shortly after Next Gen. And Dominion, is that it? I guess. I don't oh, know. I don't remember. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to remember something I read weeks ago. But um, what I do know is you play as two separate people. So it already has that vibe of a Star Trek episode with an A plot and a B plot. Mm-hmm. And you play as somebody who's on the bridge, and you play as a lower decks man, lower a lower deck crew member. Yeah. Um, and so you get both sides of the action. You have both sides of this whatever story it's going to be. I don't really know too much about that yet. But I like the fact that it's just different than it fits like the episodic structure of a Star Trek episode. It really mm-hmm. does feel like something that's hopefully made by people who understand what makes TNG or um, or the original series so great. Yeah, um, I hope so too. So yeah, fingers crossed that game's good. I'm always looking out for new updates on it. I haven't seen any of them. And you said but... it's VR as well, right? No, that is a uh, bridge cr- bridge command or bridge crew oh, or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that game's yep. funny looking. <laughs> that shit's goofy. <laughs> uh, if you just, it, I think the extents because I, I tried to look into that game to play it, and I heard it's terrible. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can get out of that game, uh, Oni plays on YouTube did a really funny uh, video on it. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Okay. That's good. I think the we did itself, watch that. Yeah. The game itself, I can't speak on, but I am, I'm really excited for this Telltale one. I think this is the best possible structure for a Star Trek game. I remember um, when the J.J. Uh, Abrams movie came out, they made a game based oh, on yeah. it. It was I awful. Do. Oh, it was weird. like a fucking train wreck. But um, either way, yeah, definitely super fucking pumped. And I don't even know what the fuck else is coming out. Like, what other video, like, what's a fucking video game anymore? Um, I know uh, Yakuza... Eight will eventually come out, which I was telling you about uh, mm-hmm. Yakuza Seven. Uh, going back to the conversation we had earlier about open world games, mm-hmm. I the kind of open world game I like is something like Yakuza, mm-hmm. where all the side quest stuff is very original and varied. Mm-hmm. So you have these like more story based side missions where you're helping somebody, you're doing something, you're shaking someone down, whatever. But then you also have all these side mini games that can help build your character. They can give you money. They can give you uh, perks mm-hmm. and shit. Um, so it's never a dull moment, mm-hmm. and it's the kind of game that you can just keep playing and never get bored of. Because, okay, you don't want to play the main uh, the, the the main uh, game loop. You can just go into a kart racer, mm-hmm. and it's like a fun, fleshed out kart racer. Yeah. Or okay, I want to go play mahjong. And you can just go up into some Japanese building as they they love having these big buildings where like on the fifth floor it's just a bunch of people are playing fucking arcade games. You and, can explore um, all the buildings. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Wow. And so like you'll go up in a building and there's like a store here and then people are playing poker there and you can go to a casino. You can go to a uh, you can go to a bar and um, like like uh, 
not necessarily a strip club, but like a, like a lady bar mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, hey, come on, we'll get a big bottle of champagne, hang out with some ladies, and then that'll boost your stats with like your fellow male, um, you know, uh, team members. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to the uh, this other bar and you can do karaoke, which is like a button prompt kind of game, like mm-hmm. a DBR. Mm-hmm. Um, there's baseball, there's golf, there's like all these, and they're all like decently fleshed out mini games. There's the so arcades cool. where you can play old, like full old arcade games and like Sega games. So I have a question for you then. With those kind of games, now I never got into games like Game Grand Theft Auto or um, yeah. uh, Saints Row. Saints Row, yeah. Yes, yeah, Saints Row. I never really actually got into them, but I remember that from actually trying to play, you know, you have kind of like these. Uh, main quest points you could get to or side quest points yeah. and you can kind of do whatever you want in the middle in yeah. between going to the points does this game have any kind of does it penalize you if you go and do too much no. like no no so um when i first played yakuza like a dragon mm-hmm. which is the only yakuza game i've like 100 sat and played through i love the rpg angle of it the, the like the brawler beat-em-up stuff in the other games is fun mm-hmm. but i'm a big fan of rpgs and this is like a fun postmodern RPG. It's not fantasy related like um, like a Dragon Quest is, even though I love Dragon Quest. And this game's heavily inspired by mm-hmm. Dragon Quest. The main character is a big fan. Cool. Um, and he's always talking about it. It has like the victory chance and everything. Oh, that's but, um, cute. And then after those victory chants, when it comes out of the RPG gameplay, mm-hmm. you see the people in your party are like stretching and they're in pain and they're like, oh, they're like <laughs> groaning from the fight they just had with a, a dude that has like a garbage bag over him. <laughs> I gotta play this. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, everything is very, like, real world. So, mm-hmm. a big boss you might fight is, like, a Roomba, <laughs> you know? Or, or, like, a street gang or some, like, home, like a hobo. And oh, I need this game. It really feels, it feels similar to, like, a, uh, like, an Earthbound, in a way. That one leans a little more into fantasy, but it's, like, an urban setting. I never actually played Earthbound. That's a good one, too. I haven't beaten it, but I've gotten pretty far. That one's cute. Uh, it definitely needs a walk uh, walkthrough. It, okay. it needs a guide. Uh, I believe There's a lot that. of cryptic bullshit. Oh, the but, um, olden days of game guides. I know. Well, actually, Nintendo did something cool. They put Earthbound, uh, the, they put the first two games on their subscription service, but they also gave the, um, the guidebook that came with the original game out for free on their website. So you can go in and read that guidebook for free. It's a full PDF. You can print it out. Cool. Which is good. Uh, that's cool. Good on them. Keep doing shit like that. But everything else, stop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what I was getting at with uh, Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're playing the game, you can do anything you want around the main story. So you don't have... Nothing's really blocked off. Like, there are some bits and portions that are blocked off until you progress a certain way. Mm-hmm. But the business simulator in that game was so addictive and fun for me mm-hmm. that I... That's like the first thing I did. And I like 100% of the business simulator. <laughs> and by doing that... I got millions of yen in the game, so money just wasn't an issue. And then next thing you know, I'm running around and I'm buying all these great weapons and tools and shit because I took the time to play this really fun mini game and I like learned the weird mechanics for it. And like cool. when you play stuff like poker or mahjong or all these other games, these like, you know, tabletop games that they have in there, they 100% teach you how to play it. So you get that knowledge, you can take it with you into the real world. What? Yeah. It's it's fucking awesome. Cool. We gotta play this game. Please, I gotta show you this game next time. Um, what what we sometimes what we do is we'll do the remote play mm-hmm. where uh, I'll like you'll play at your place, I'll play at my place, and then we'll broadcast to the other PS4 and then just kind of watch along while mm-hmm. we're like crocheting or taking a shit. <laughs> and so um, next time we do that, if I'm at my place, I'll play a little bit. And you can check it out while yeah. you're while you're like sewing or something. 
Yeah, I like that idea. It's fun. It's, it's good. It's good background noise. It's, it's a very endearing story. The main character is a big, lovable himbo. And Love it. He's just a, a big dork, and everybody loves him, and he's just trying to bring happiness everywhere he goes. Good. Just like Dragon Quest. Oh, please. Yeah. Can I just play this game? I, yeah. I'm not even going to just watch you play it. I want to play yeah. this myself. Take the reins. It's great. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait. I was thoroughly addicted when this game first came out and it got me through like the worst of lockdown cool. once like you know once we like started going back to work even though it was still mm-hmm. like awful mm-hmm. outside like you inhale and you're gonna die um i just i play fucking I just escape it's escapism at its finest mm-hmm. oh i can't wait oh yeah, I, i'm I, excited yakuza sounds... like a dragon is like the fucking game for this podcast like every episode i bring it up in some way or kenny does like he fucking <laughs> loved that game and i, I need the heard... next one I've heard you in the past episodes. Cause... I need the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that being said, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Any other video game related things? Life? What the fuck? Like anything you want to, I mean, comic books, sagas finally fucking back. And that the new issue comes out tomorrow as the day of recording this. I'm very excited to read that. What do you got for us? I think we should talk about Skyrim. We've been playing a lot of fucking Skyrim. More specifically, you've been trying to break Skyrim. We've been trying to break Skyrim. I, I, I've never loved somebody more than watching you try to fly on a bucket for like 25 minutes straight. And then we give up, get high, see a movie, come back and try it again. <laughs> oh my god, it's so much fun. Now, I've been playing Skyrim since 2012. and so, Oh my god, it was in high school. I got it off of fucking Gamefly of all places. Yeah, Remember that? Classic. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, they're um, still going. They have some great discounts. Really? You buy games from them. Yeah. Gamefly is some of the best physical copy discounts you can get anywhere. No shit. Yeah, if you're listening, check out fucking Gamefly now. They're really awesome. Sweet. If you but, play games fast yeah. enough to be able to, you know, no, no, just buy them. You just buy them? You can buy them too. Fuck! And it's like physical copies and it's like super reduced prices because they're copies that people have used so they can't like sell it for full price. So some games that they sell are like dirt cheap, especially when they have sales. Sorry, I, like, derailed what you were saying to blow your mind, but I'm kind of happy I did. My mind is blown. Anyway, I hope a few listeners' <laughs> minds yeah. are blown, too. But anyway, uh, I've been playing Skyrim for a very long time. Yes. And the thing I'm finding the most fun about playing with you specifically is the fact that we, when we first started talking on, on yeah. line, being cute... Uh, that was Tinder, which fucking Tinder weird, pit. fucking weird enough. All right. Can't believe Tinder of all places. Anyway, that's another thing. But <laughs> we one of the first things we bonded over was Skyrim, like yeah. specifically Schmonkin and uh, mm-hmm. playing Skyrim with our cats. We both have our med cards. <laughs> yes, we're settled down. I'm sorry, mom. not Schmonkin. Uh, vaporizing. Yeah. I worked for a dispensary. Anyway. I'm, it's okay. I'm not I'm not putting the topical ointment up my ass to get a buzz. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not it's I'm not boofing the fucking uh transdermal lubricant. <laughs> to me it's lubricant, but it's really ointment. <laughs> Don't make me cough. <laughs> <laughs> fun when you try to break it and you're both yeah. being dumb about it because i know like the majority of the game yeah. i you're love a great skyrim you're a so ye who has just started playing skyrim at what the end of 2021 middle of 2020 not even a couple of months ago yeah like right yeah. before we started talking right yeah. like a couple days like literally days because we started talking days we started what? talking shortly after i got the job at, at, for brave the dark for the film 
And a couple days before that, I started playing Skyrim, and then just, I, that's when I got into the Matrix. Just a couple days. Literally, if you throw a fucking rock, you'll hit, like, past me in the brain uh, when I was playing that game. Holy shit. Yeah. I was waiting for a sale that's on the Switch. wild. I wanted just to play it portably. I like RPGs on, on the Switch. And you know what's funny is that's such a big aspect of, like, who I am and what I identify as is that's my, my favorite thing to do is oh, to I get know. high and play Skyrim. And, like, I know. that's so funny. I saw it coming. I was prepared. <laughs> the universe prepared you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I have gotten to the point where I know how to do it most, pretty much everything in the game. And it's... It's fine, you know, like, that's what, how it is when you play yep. hundreds of hours of a game. But, uh, I am now exploring the world of fucking with Skyrim royally, specifically inspired by, uh, this guy on YouTube. I think it's, like, Y-M-F-A-H is the username. And this person does, uh, like pacifist Skyrim yeah. or, like, mage guild without using magic it, they're so funny. Oh my god. It is YMFAH, by the way. Thank you. And uh, the fucking glitches that this guy exploits. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely... The, the editing is masterful. Yeah. It's it's just very tasteful. I love them. It's funny, informative, fascinating. Yes. And we've been trying some of them. And I'm not somebody who likes to break games to get extra things. I feel like it kind of can make it too boring too quick for me. Big ADHD vibes, but, uh, you know, I am really enjoying fucking with Skyrim and specifically the one glitch where, uh, it's in the initial opening quest where you're following, uh, the person out through the cave in the beginning out of Helgen and you approach the bear and you have to sneak past it. But since both of you are sneaking and this guy is locked to you with this quest, you can basically just keep hitting him with fireballs or sneak daggers or yeah. whatever and max your level out on something. The guy can't go anywhere or do anything. Crazy. And I got to level 100 in sneak by us sitting there and just stabbing this dude for like times 30 yep. damage i love i love cheesing these games i love so much fun. cheesing that's the phrase that <laughs> i wanted to use it's it's so much fun yep. and doing it with you has been one of like the most refreshing renewing experiences for me in skyrim i'm so glad i love it it's so much fun it, it's so fascinating too that you have a game company that kind of like Bethesda, they they haven't they can easily patch this shit. Mm -hmm. If it, if they were worried about the the structural integrity of their fucking video game, mm -hmm. none of this would be possible now. Fucking fifteen years later, yeah. but they see all the fun people are having with it, going mm -hmm. vertically, climbing up fucking the sides of mountains with horses and all this crazy shit, and leveling up. They want you to to get the most out of this game and to make your own fun. You can never get yeah. tired of it because. Then the second you think you've seen everything, mm -hmm. you see a different way to play it because somebody mm -hmm. else figured something else out, and then you can try that. And like playing it with you, we both have very different play styles. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a one-handed mage, mm -hmm. and, and I, like I love being, that shit. I like being a sneak archer, or yeah. like um, I don't, yeah, sneak archer. That's it's, my preferred. It's so funny because my my magic, like you blink, it's full. Mm -hmm. Like it, it regenerates so fast. My healing is nuts. I'll see you try to do something thinking that, like, you're playing as my character, and I'm just like, well, why don't you just heal yourself, or why don't you just do this? And just seeing the difference in gameplay, like, everybody has a different experience. Mm -hmm. It is so fucking crazy. Yeah. 
Like, oh no two God. people place Skyrim the same. Exactly. And that's hard to come by with video games, especially when you have companies like Nintendo that are so dead set on you playing it their way. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is when you're talking about game and play styles, you tend to play more like, I'm just going to go fuck that person's shit up right over there, just go yeah. stab a dude. I have always been the type of player that's just like, I'm going to not hurt anybody. And, you know, I'll steal stuff out of chests or yeah. be a sneak thief. But I don't really just like assassinate random villagers for for funsies like it, i just never had the inclination to go kill an, the everybody in skyrim which i got to see if that exists if there if it's possible to kill every npc in skyrim oh there has to be a youtube video there has to have been a twitch streamer somewhere out there that came up with that already that would be fucking hilarious but uh, yeah i remember when i when we were playing that the other day and um, I, I, I did a quick save, mm -hmm. and then I just started killing random people. Mm -hmm. And then to get out of any repercussions, I went back to my quick save. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're like, jaw was on the floor. You're like, what the fuck? Are you, like, what? Why are you doing that? Why yeah. are you just going and killing those people? And it's like, well, why not? And then you, you hit that quick save, you go back to where you were, and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And, and you just see, just, again, just fuck with the game, you know, fuck with the algorithm, have a little fun. Yeah. And then it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah, and I'm trying to work on reminding myself that it's just a game. It's not and real life. It's, it's not real life. Like, nobody's... I hope you wouldn't want to do that shit in real life. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Which is why it always kind of baffled me when I heard about people like doing that in games. It's like, why are you doing that? You know? Everyone has fun their own way. But at the same time, I'm really trying to uh, do some more like goofing it kind of what the fuck, why not kind of things. Especially like, after literal years in this game. Mm -hmm. Like, why the fuck not at this point? Yeah. Right? I know it's so intimately. Let's just go over and kill that random dude. Why not? Cut loose! <laughs> so Cut it's, loose. Been, it's been a very refreshing, renewing uh, experience for me to come back to Skyrim with that mindset. So thank you. And I felt like that was worth talking about on the podcast for at least some other people who, coming from our perspective, where I'm the veteran with Skyrim and you're the new person and, you know, I can give you so much guidance and where to go and we're both giving each that. other something. Yeah, because I'll ask you questions about shit, like, mm -hmm. oh, is this a good thing? Should I do that? Like, like, oh, like, oh did you know that there's this thing in, in yeah. Skyrim? Like, oh, where is it? Oh, freaking remember. Like, there's yeah, a mud crab. There's a giant mud crab with a freaking top hat. Yeah, I gotta yeah. find that. Yeah, it's great. That's I, coming up. Oh my god, it's great. It's great. Skyrim's the best. We're gonna be vibing in our new home, like, we playing are. Skyrim. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be awesome. I can't fucking can't wait. And on that note, thank you all very much for listening to this episode of Casuals. If Brandon and Putin don't bring us to war, we will be back not next week, Please but the week after. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> don't do it. I'm saying that sincerely. Like, I'm rooting <laughs> for Brandon right now. Um, but uh, in, in all sincerity, um, can't wait for the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Is there anything you want to pitch? Um, Ellie is the cutest. How about your art page on Instagram? <laughs> okay. Uh, if you like some cool art that reflects some cool mental health stuff, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jenna Kazmar, K-A-Z as in zebra, M-A-R dot art, A-R-T. I make cool things. I still want to call it Jenna Kazmar, but we got to save that for when you start selling your work. That'll be my Etsy <laughs> store. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh, keep it here. Listen to the show. Keep it here. Why did I say that? Fuck it. This is done. It's over. Bye.